Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Shelton. And in episode 39, we got a good line for you guys ahead of UFC Vegas 28. We're first joined up by one of the headliners, Yarzinho Rosenstrike, to preview his uh, main event scrap against Augusto Sakai. Obviously, this is an off fight a lot of people thought would be a main event, just especially after Rosenstrike's last performance, where he was very lackluster against Silgon, didn't throw enough in the main event. He knew that. So he, we kind of talked about that loss, what he learned from it, and how he's really excited to get another main event spot because he knows the UFC is believing in him to go get that finish and start working up his way up the heavyweight ranks. We also talked about that in Ghana rematch. That's one he really wants back. And he said, now that Ngana is a champion, that's what he's striving for is to go get that rematch back. Cause he knows that first fight, if they rematch, it doesn't go that way again, just cause how quick it ended. We're then going to be joined by one half of the co-main event in Marcin Tybor to preview his fight against Walt Harris. He got a heavyweight main event, heavyweight co-main event. It either could end early or they could be two uh, decisions that are very lackluster, but Tabor is on a sneaky win streak now. He's on a four-fight win streak coming off the TKO win over Greg Hardy for that. Beat Ben Rothwell, beat Maxim Grishman, beat Sergey Spivak. After getting knocked out by Shamil Abdurahimov and Augustus Sakai in a minute. And people kind of thought he was done, but he's really turned the corner. So we talk about this fight and, and what a win over Walt Harris does. And this is a known guy who's on a two-fight losing streak, lost over and lost to Volkov. He's a guy the UFC really likes. Obviously, went through a lot of tragic things last year, but three fights could be fighting for his job. And Tabor knows that. So he says he's really expecting the best Walt Harris. We're then going to be joined by Brian Maxwell, who's a bare-knuckle fighter, but he's uh, turning back over to boxing on Sunday on the Mayweather, uh, on the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul undercard. Is he's taking on Chad Johnson, aka Chad Ochocinco, the former NFL player. So we kind of talk about how this fight got made. How do you even train for a guy that's never even uh, had a boxing fight? There's no tape on him, but he, Brian's really excited for this fight. He knows a win over Chad does a lot for his career, and we close things out talking to Yusuf Salah about his fight against Sean Woodson. This is a sneaky good fight. Obviously, Yusuf Salah had a lot of hype coming into the UFC, took the short notice fight against Austin Lingo, big underdog, won that, or not a big one, but about a plus 200, won that, then beat Jordan Griffin, then beat Peter Baird. A lot of people got talking, this guy's a future top 15 guy. But then he set two straight setbacks to Aliyah Tuporia and Sungwoo Choi, so he could be fighting for his job against Sean Woodson, who's coming off his first career loss. This is a high-stakes fight at Featherweight. should be a good one, but... It was a really good show. I hope you all enjoy and thank you all for listening and be sure to tune in next week for a really good UFC 263 lineup. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Yarzinho Rosenstrike, who's headlining another show upcoming here. Yarzinho, man, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, obviously. Before we get into your fight, I want to touch on your last one. Obviously, the loss to Cyril gone. Like I know you put something out saying you were kind of frustrated with your performance like looking back now like uh, what you make of your performance in that fight um nah um if you don't win something's wrong um kind of frustrated in the fight of course uh for sure but um if i look at that if i look at that fight um i'm keeping proving my game and yeah, I, was, I was seconds too late with my counter and I couldn't, I couldn't get it loose in that fight, but I still improve and keep training hard, and and yeah, I got another opportunity to make it right. So I'm working hard to it, and looking forward to June fifth. And after that loss, like, was making this quick turnaround something you wanted to do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, not only for the loss, even if I if I win that fight, like I won, and I won on a quick turnaround. I'm more, I'm, I like more being. Um, being in shape, being moved during the year, you know, these fighting years don't last long. So you want to take everything out of it. And, and especially I'm a guy who always train, I'm in shape. So, 
And you obviously went five rounds there too. Like, was that something that was big for you is proving to everyone that you have the cardio and you have the capability to go five hard rounds? For me, I always have the cardio to go five rounds. Um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, the fight was, was, was frustrating. I can get a lose and then, yeah, it was, it was my night. So, uh, that shows at the performance, but I, uh, it goes his way and yeah. Uh, Augusto Sakai, was that someone you had your eye on? Not really, but um, it's the top 15. I'm fighting everyone in the top 15. So um, I want to be fighting more. So it doesn't matter who it is. As uh, long as I get in, I can get in the octagon and prove and put on a great performance. That's what we're looking for. And that's why we're training hard. And... Uh, when you lose a fight, then something's wrong. Something is not good. So we go back to the drawing board and we keep working and see uh, where we can improve and get better and make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, with Sakai, like you guys obviously fought someone is similar in Alistair Overeem. Like what have you kind of made of his run up in the UFC? Because he was undefeated, or he was undefeated in the UFC and up until his last fight when he got uh, TKO'd by Overeem. Nah, I mean, he's doing his thing. He fought over him, over him, got him. But before that, he went out this fight. And that means, yeah, he belongs there. And now he's going to face me. And, yeah, I'm going to make sure I stop him. How do you see this fight playing out? Because everyone obviously knows you're obviously a very good kickboxer and you really only need to land one punch and you can end the fight. Yeah, I mean, a knockout is one punch, but he's also a striker. He has his thing. And, I mean, I'm watching the fight, of course. And, I'm working through what uh, what's going to happen that night, and I want to put down a great performance, make it right for myself and for my fans and family. So right now, the only thing that counts is winning, doesn't matter how. Uh, getting a chance to main event another card, is that so, like what's that mean for you? Because the UFC is obviously putting some trust into you to having headlining another UFC show. No, I mean, the UFC give the trust, and they give me the opportunity to make it right again, and uh, they know I bring that fire. So I want to put down a great performance, bring that fire back to the octagon and make everybody happy again, especially myself. Have you been training still at ATT for this fight? Yes, I train at ATT still. What's kind of that been like for you in the lead up? Because obviously there's a lot of high level fighters and a lot of high level heavyweights there. No, nah, I mean, we work with each other. We have a lot of bodies. Everybody helps each other out. And yeah, so good. We are in a good place at ATT. You're ranked uh, just outside the top five. You're ranked six. Obviously, Augusto Zakai is ranked ninth. So, what do you think a win over him does for you in the division? Right now, a win over him will keep me, yeah, right where I am, motivated. And after this, I'm looking for another quick turnaround. And I'm going to find myself back in the top two, top three, top five. You know how it is. We're still in the race. And, yeah. Uh, the first time you lost is to Ngannou, and then your next fight was obviously one of your best performances against Junior Dos Santos. Like, what kind of makes you do that after a loss? You rebounded so well. I'm in training and keep working what I always do, but um, it's MMA. I come from a kickboxing background, and, and I am keep learning the game and still improving, so... Uh, the only thing that matters, if I'm still fighting, that's the only way I'm going to improve and put better a better performance. So right now I'm looking forward to that.
you're obviously a very dangerous striker. So do you think Sakai's gonna try to take you down at some point in this fight? Nah, maybe. Everybody who fight me wanna take me down. Yeah. So we're gonna see the face what what it's come to. I've been proving in everywhere, so um, I'm happy with my with the scope improving improvement and yeah, June first is gonna be a, a great day. A heavyweight division, obviously, we haven't talked since Ngannou became the champ. What do you make of his uh, performance in becoming the champ? I mean, Ngannou did his, does his thing. He grows, he improves a lot. Uh, put down a great performance against the ex-champion, Sleepy Miojic. And, yeah, right now he's the man to follow. He's the man to go. You know, he's the number one. And that's where we're going. The goal is there. We talked before about it. You really want that fight back now that he has the belt. Like, do you think it, you only probably need one or two or this one, maybe one more win, and you're right there for it? For sure. I mean, uh, I want that fight back, and he's a champion, and he's the man we're looking up to right now. Uh, I'm in the race for the baddest man of the planet. Um, June 5th, I'm going to start there and make sure I get myself back in line. Is that Cyril Gone fight one you'd like to get back just because it, it kind of didn't live up to a lot of fans' expectations of what it was going to be? Yeah, I mean, that is not my fighting style, the way I fought. And, yeah, can't say too much about that fight. Still watching that fight and learn from the moments, of course. And, yeah, it can happen again. Yeah, what do you take away from that? Is it more just you have to be more aggressive then? I always be aggressive, but I was kind of frustrated. I was late all the time, and I can't get loose the way I the way I used to do. So, um, as we say as fighters, nothing can go wrong in fight day or fight week. So we more focus on that, and we make sure nothing happened again. Fighting in front of no fans again, like what's that kind of like for you? Because I'm sure you, like most fighters, want to be in front of that crowd. It's nice to fight with fans, but I kind of get used to it without the fans. So I can't wait to fight with fans again. And it's always different than the hype and, you know, the sound and the crowd is screaming. You know, so it's always nice to fight with fans. Can't wait till they happen again. You're someone that likes to be very active. So you get your hand raised here. Like, how quickly would you want to turn this thing around? I mean, I'm fighting June. If I can fight August, I'm there. Let's go. Is there anyone you have your eye on, or is it just whoever the UFC offers at? Because there's a lot of intriguing matchups. Like maybe your Steve Bay's next fight. Maybe you fight Curtis Blades. Like there's a lot of interesting matchups for you. I mean, all of those names make sense. They rank above me, so um, I'm in the race for the baddest man of the planet. So if I get one of those names, let's go. I mean, you know, um, I have to move on and I'll win after this. will bring me right back at the top if I fight one of those names. How much pressure do you put on yourself to go out there and get a finish? Just because of your last fight, obviously, you were kind of frustrated with how it played out as well. Mm, pressure, I don't take pressure to the octagon. It's more like uh, I know I train hard and go in there and get it loose, be myself, uh, enjoy the fight, small moment. That's how I think about it. And just last thing, obviously, when you go home, it's a big applause. Like, are you going to plan to go back uh, home after this fight? I always go home after my fights, and it is what it is. You know, we be working hard, and sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't. But we can't give up. It's another. This is another opportunity to go back at it again. What's that mean for you when you get that kind of reception when you go back home? 
it means a lot. It feels good uh, that people respect you and 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 honor you the way you represent the country and represent them. I mean, my nation is we don't have a large population, but uh, putting my country on the map um, with the UFC with the MMA. It's a lot and it means a lot. So more people see our country, so we get more famous in the world. All right, well, you're Zeno, man. I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. No problem, man. Anytime. Have a good day. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Marcin Tiburo, who is coming back in action here pretty soon. Marcin, man, how's it going? Yeah, he's good. Hey, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, coming back June 5th against Walt Harris. Was this someone you kind of had your eye on, or was it just who the UFC offered you? Uh, that was someone UFC offered me. I supposed to fight uh, Blago Ivanov uh, by the end of the match, but he got injured, and there was, there was no uh, good replacement for this uh, date. So they, they, they were scheduling me for for June and they offer World Harris and I thought that's uh, that's even better because it's he's higher in rankings and it, you know he's um he's he's more famous actually so I know anything anything about this fight is better for me right now year 2020 like what was that year like for you because a lot of people had a bad year your year must have been one of the best of your life you 4-0 in the UFC coming off a good finish over Greg Hardy like what was last year like for you you know the the, the year was uh, sports wise was great actually yeah everything went well about it and uh, as as I thought after my fight uh, in uh, in February I thought that I might not be able to fight at all this year but it all turned out that uh, that I fought uh, three times and uh, I've been busy and and actually I was happy about my performance. I joined a very good club right now. The, I have a new coach, uh, you know, in the, in this year. So yeah, everything went well, perfect. Obviously, Walt Harris is ranked in the top ten. After Blagoy pulled out of that fight, like, were you kind of hoping to get someone in the top ten? Uh, yeah, I was hoping. Actually, um, I always looking for for fighting someone who's uh, you know higher in rankings than me. So, uh, I was hoping for top ten, but I wasn't sure about it that much because you know the fighters are. I I, I think the fighters just like me. They want to fight someone who's higher than them. So uh whoever that would wouldn't be i would agree for the fight anyway but i'm so happy that that will be world what have you made of walt harris's last two fights because he lost both of them but he was fighting two of the best guys in Overeem and volkov yeah well i i think his uh performance wasn't as good as his uh, in this in this past two fights he wasn't as good as he he used to be uh, and and he he's losing something but but maybe he will just you know he he obviously he got, he got a hard time before so right now maybe he's getting back on on his track and and that's that's uh, what i'm thinking that's that's how i see him i'm i'm going um i'm expecting to meet uh, the best world harris ever so uh, the, those two fights just shows that he goes hard in the first round and then he goes out. So that's that's the main thing about this these two fights. Is part of the plan to kind of wear him out, get in the clinch, look for some takedowns in that first round, and then similar to what you do with Greg Hardy? Because I think it's a very similar style where 
Greg Hardy has that first round knockout power. Then after that, he kind of gasses out. Same thing with Walt Harris. Like if you look at his career, if he gets out of the first round, it doesn't go so well for him. Yeah, well, the, he, obviously he's most uh, dangerous in the first round, but I'm not going to, you know, go, just just going to clinch him and try to make him tired by 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 wrestling. I'm just going to make him tired, make him tired by, you know, exchanging strikes with him, and and that's my plan because you know I I'm I'm think I think I develop a lot in the, in my striking game and. I, I want to, you know, f- uh, check what what level <laughs> am I right now. So the fight starts in a stand-up and then I will try to do my best to, to finish in, in a stand-up. Of course, that's MMA. So if that w- won't go well, I, I will just wrestle and, and grapple. That's actually, the, that's my plan for every fight. Your last fight, you obviously got the finish. Is that something you're looking more to do is get those finishes and get kind of move your way up the ranks? Is you kind of know if you get a finish, like you're going to get a big spot, uh, a big step up. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was, uh, you know, before the UFC, I just, I got most, most of the, of my fights I finished before the time. So Later was a couple of decisions which I which I which I didn't like. So right now I'm actually focusing on put it much much harder and uh, and look for the finish every every fight. Do you think you're gonna get the finish through knockout over Walden, or do you think you can submit him? Well, I'm able to knock out anybody, I guess, and I I, I can uh, tell it by you know by the way I spar and, and how I train and how I feel. But you know, it's something that you need to prove in a fight because until now I have just I have like uh, like one clear knockout in my record. So I'm not going to you know promise you guys, you guys that I'm gonna <laughs> knock knock out Walt Harris, but uh, but I will try. What do you think a win over Walt does for you and puts you in the heavyweight division? Uh, so once again, what do you think a win does for you? Um, the win actually, I hope, opens me the fight with uh, with top five. Uh, I don't know, he's eight right now or seven. Um, eight. Yeah, he's eight. Eight. So yeah, I'm hoping to jump over him in the ranking and then get a big fight. The one big fight to which give me a, a title shot. Do you have your eye on one? Like, are, are we going to get a Marcin Tybura call out if you get your hand raised? I might because uh, lately I'm just thinking about it uh, to you know to take care of my of my career and uh, I didn't I didn't do it before, but right lately I just thinking about you know take care of my career and just. Uh, just ask for for opponents, but I did it in a past two two fight after my past two or three fights, and it didn't happen. So, so I don't think if it works. But probably I will I will think about someone see who's already booked because you know uh, it's still about four weeks, uh three and a half weeks to go. So uh, some of these guys can can be booked by the by this time. So see who's free, and then I will make a call out after the fight. Fighting back at the apex, like what's kind of that experience been like for you fighting in front of no one and, and in the small octagon of the apex? Um, 
experience is is you know okay for me i i see it i see it more like a sparring like you go to the gym and spar because there is no crowd nobody nobody screaming uh, but you know i enjoy i enjoy the big uh big events like twenty thousand people uh, all screaming all emotions and everything but you know uh the empty empty arena or, or, or apex that just you know bring gives you more uh i wouldn't say advantage because my opponent have the same like he can hear his uh coaches well and and that's it it's like it's um uh you know those emotions and everything about the crowd is, is good after the fight like before the fight i i I like uh, an ap- apex, but once you once you finish the fight and you go outside the octagon, you just want to meet the crowd, and they're not there. Uh, just a few more things. What what are your kind of thoughts on the heavyweight division right now? Because obviously you have Ngannou as the new champ. De- uh, John Jones is out there looming. Like, what are your thoughts at that top of the division? Uh, I think uh, the division is getting better right now. I really like uh, Francis Ngannou as a champion. I I think uh, Stephen Mitchell was a great champion, but Francis Francis is is kind of a champion that everyone's scared. You know, what I mean, like the people see the, this this guy. He's a heavyweight. He's a champion, and and uh, and. And that just bring, brings more attention of, of offense for the heavyweight division. And uh, face, if I, if I would be a challenger, I would rather face Francis than uh, Stipe. You were very active last year. Is that the goal again this year is to be that active? I think it's already too late to be that active because it's, uh, it's uh, June. But I'm hoping to get three fights this year still. Where do you see yourself at the end of the year? Like everything goes your way. Obviously, three fights, three and zero goes your way. Like where do you kind of see yourself in the division at the end of the year? I'm hoping to be a, a title shirt challenger next year. That's it. That's my goal. And just last thing, what's it like to see your fellow countryman and Jan Blahovic be a UFC champion? It's great, you know, because we. I'm, I, I'm not only the fan of of Jan, but we also were friends. We trained together uh for two years and now we are at different gyms but we train together he's a great guy he's a very tough guy i i sparred with him a lot and i was kind of surprised he's not champion yet but he he made it he he bring uh you know we, we the poland is, is really proud of him he he bring much more attention for the mma for the mma community here in poland uh, and everything is crazy I, I i really like i think he deserved it all right well marcin i appreciate the time thanks for doing this thank you have a good one yeah all right we're joined by brian maxwell who's got a big boxing fight upcoming here man brian how's it going I'm doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, you're fighting on the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul undercard, fighting Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. Like, how did this all come together where you would be the one welcoming him to the boxing ring? Man, like, I, I'm still I'm still in shock that they even put my name in the hat for this fight. Like, I don't, I don't know how my name came about or who said what, but... You know, I got the call, so I had to take the opportunity. When you, when you uh, obviously you probably saw that he was 
thing about fight it got announced that he was fighting on this card like did you ever think you would be the opponent man I, I knew nothing I knew nothing about it until until I, I actually was on on Instagram and, and seeing that you know there was a post about him maybe fighting but I, I didn't think nothing of it and then boom <laughs> here we are <laughs> Uh, what's it like to be fighting him? Because he's a guy like an all-pro NFL receiver. Like anyone that watches football knows who Chad Ochocinco is. I mean, it feels good. You know, it's you know I have a running running hashtag right now. My idol has become my rival, and you know it's it's a it's a it's a big blessing, and I I love it. Like you know, my fanboy has went out the window, and I'm in fight mode now. And so you know, it's it's an honor, and we ready to fight he's obviously a really good athlete. Like you don't play that many years and have that much success in the NFL without it. But how much, like, how do you really prepare for him? Because you, he's obviously a good athlete. He's seems like he's going to have good cardio and good footwork, but you don't know what that translates to the boxing ring. I mean, you know, I'm preparing him for, I'm preparing for him just like I would anybody else. You know, I got his name, you know, we watched a little bit of film. And we came up with two different game plans for whatever Chad that comes out, whether he comes out being the, you know, all-world athlete and wants to try to knock my head off, or he comes out wanting to just, you know, move around and sticks his jab and stuff out there. And, you know, we're, we're fully prepared for that. You know, I've been putting in a lot of work in this fight camp, and, you know, I've gone the extra mile to do some different things to help me prepare for him. And, you know, I'm – I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready to see whatever version of Chad comes out, but he's going to see the best version of me that I've ever put out in a fight. You're boxing four threes, right? No, it's four two minute rounds. Oh, it's four two minute rounds. Is it is it technically an exhibition match or is it a pro fight? Then it's a it's an exhibition fight, and it's yeah. going to be it's either the first or second fight on the on the main card. I think we're I think we're kicking off the main card, but like I said, it's either the first or the second fight on the main card. It, two minute rounds, like is that something that you can now just basically sprint? And especially four minutes, like you're used to fighting a lot longer than that. Yeah, man, it it's it's been a process. I've been training, I've been training. Everything I've done do is three or four minute rounds, and I'm I'm used to the two minute rounds because in in bare knuckle there, there's five two minute rounds. Mm -hmm. And so I'm used to training that way, but I've actually turned it up a notch for this fight camp and stuff. So, you know, I'm prepared for it. What glove sizes are you guys using? I, I will not. I will not have any idea what glove sizes that we're using until until I get to Miami. Oh yeah, I, I assume it's probably gonna be a bigger one just because it's probably Johnson's first pro fight. But you never know. But you said you've watched film and like what film kind of is out there? Is it just kind of him in the gym hitting pads? Yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit of, you know, footage out there of him out there in the gym. But, you know, like I've told everyone, I've watched this man's every step since, you know, since, you know, I'm a day one since A1 fan. And I know that he has boxing, boxing experience just for the simple fact that, you know, he did boxing for conditioning during the offseason to stay ready for football. So, you know, I, I've seen what I've seen, and I know that right now he's in uh, uh, Texas training with the Charlo brothers for the next week. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm peeping that a little bit. So, you know, to see if he's 
advanced a little bit more or, or whatever. But, you know, either way, I'm prepared for it. Do you think he kind of picked you thinking uh, it's an easier opponent than maybe who else they offered just on because I think for him, Chad Johnson, like, I don't think they're going to set him up to lose. Like, obviously, I think they would prefer him to win. Like, do you kind of feel like uh, the promotion and they just are kind of hoping he wins this fight? I mean, honestly, I, I think they do. But at the same point in time, this is what I do. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be. I mean, of course, he's the hometown guy. So, you know, I'm coming in as the underdog. I love being the underdog. It's made me. I've been the underdog my whole career. And, you know, I've had much success being the underdog. But I've also had some unsuccessful times being an underdog. But, you know, this is what I do and I prepare for it. I, this is this is not my first rodeo. So, you know, it, it's game time. Uh, obviously, the common saying is you can't play boxing. Is that kind of what you're hoping to show him there is kind of pressure him and land some good shots early on and let him know, like, oh, he's actually in a fight and this isn't just for fun? Yes, sir. I mean, you know, that's that's what exactly is going to happen. But like I said, I'm prepared for either the Chad that wants to go out there and do what he did on the football field and entertain and and whatnot. But I'm also prepared for the Chad that's going to make me earn this win, even though it doesn't count. But, you know, in the people's eyes, if it does go four rounds, everybody's going to know who's won, who won the fight. You've uh, like we've never seen him in a fight so like are you even like worried like or focused on what his chin might be like because every person takes a punch differently like maybe he can't even take a punch and you get him out of there earlier is that just like you just got to prepare for four rounds and you can't worry about any of that at the at the end of the day we're prepared for going all four rounds but you know i'm going to test him though in, in all reality he's going to be tested just like he's going to test me going against another all-world athlete so you know it is what it is, and we're, it's going to be a fight regardless. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. I mean, it's the second most hype fight on the on the yeah. whole whole card. Like nobody is talking about none of the other fights. All they're talking about is me versus Chad and Floyd versus Paul. Like today, like it, it it's, it's still unreal. I, I took my son to get some some food after wrestling practice, and you know while we we're in the drive through waiting on, on our order, the one of the guys from the back. I guess, I guess he noticed who I was because, of course, I'm in my car, so I didn't have my mask on. And he's like, hey, you're the dude that's fighting Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm a big fan, man. Uh, can I get can you know, can I get a picture? And I just, you know, I got these uh, pictures that I've already autographed, and I just gave him one, and he was so appreciative of it. Of it. So, you know, it's still unreal. <laughs> You fought in boxing, like bare knuckle. You've done some MMA fights. Like, how important or how big do you think that's going to be here? Where this is Chad Johnson's first time stepping into the ring, and it, like you probably know it, fighting for the first time, like all the nerves and that come with it. Like, you're not really going to have any of that. You're not going to have like ring rots or anything because you've been an active fighter as well. I mean, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be nervous as hell. Yeah. I'm I'm nervous every fight. If you're a fighter and you say you're not nervous going into each and every fight, then you, you, you're doing the doing the wrong thing because, you know, this is my lucky number 12 fight. So I, it's going to be one of my best fights ever. And, of course, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be nervous until I step in that, in that, in that ring and I throw the first punch and land, and then I'm going to be good. I'm going to be – I'm already in fight mode. I know everybody around me is tired of my shit, but – you know, I, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to start throwing these hands and connecting and 
see how this fight goes. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, how do you see this fight playing? Because I assume you probably think you obviously know you're going to win or why sign the contract, but are you kind of thinking you can put it, you can get him out of there, even though it is only four rounds and you don't have a lot of time to work? Yes, my, my confidence is at its highest level that it's been in a long time. Um, I've refound myself, you know, like I've told someone before, this is not, you know, my, the, the, my, my coming out party. This is the reawakening of Brian, Brian Maxwell. So, you know, this is, this is going to be special. This is very special to me. Like I said, it's my 12th fight. This is my 12th professional fight. And, you know, 12 is my lucky number. And when I, I've always had good landmarks when I've gotten to the number twelve. So you know this is this is super important and super super special to me. Would you ever thought in your wildest dreams you'd be fighting on the undercard of a Floyd Mayweather fight? Man, not at all, man. Like I've watched Floyd for a long time, and you know he's like one of my favorite boxers ever. And you know I can't wait to meet him in person. And you know fighting on his undercard is just like beyond my wildest imagination it, and you know it's it's a blessing it's a big big blessing and a super big opportunity to to take a lot of things to the next level not only for me but my my family my my friends and my my coaches and and my teammates and with me getting you know bigger opportunities you feel what i'm saying well, that's actually what I want to touch on. Like, what do you think a win over Chad Johnson does for you? Even though it's exhibition, it doesn't officially count. But you beat him. Like, all the eyes are on you. Like, that opens up bigger opportunities, bigger paychecks in bare knuckle and boxing. Like, like how important is this win for you? It's super important. You know, like I said, if it ends up going all four rounds, you know, and every and they feel that you know everybody's going to know who won that fight if it goes to. The, you know, all four rounds, but, you know, I'm ready to see what, what opportunities come after it, you know, especially if, you know, by chance I do knock him out or stop him like with the TKO, uh, I'm ready for everything that comes with it, you know, cause you know, you know, they, they say people have their 15 minutes of fame or whatever, but, you know, I've been a trending topic on, on Instagram, Facebook, and even Twitter for the past nine days now. And, you know, I don't feel like that 15 minutes of fame is up yet, but, you know, once that, once this happens, and like I said, if I TKO him or knock him out, you know, I feel like that's, that's going to be instant, instant superstar status for me. And like I said, it's going to set up a lot of, a lot of opportunities and a lot of things coming my way. You feel what I'm saying? you're someone that likes to be active. So you get your hand raised here. Like when's that ideal time for him to return or, or is it whatever comes up whether it's boxing or bare knuckles, are, are you focused on one or the other? Or is it just whatever opportunity is the best for you at that time? Man, God willing, everything, you know, I stay, stay healthy and, you know, I don't get any cuts and whatnot. You know, I plan on fighting. I actually got some other fight news. Like I said, if God, God willing, everything goes as planned and I come out healthy. Hopefully I'm fighting, you know, within a short amount of time after this fight. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. With uh, Chad Johnson, like he's not a boxer. Like he's not going to have a boxing stance. Like how do you prepare for that? Because he's probably going to have a weirder stance and like kind of have different movement just because he hasn't been a boxer. He doesn't under that traditional stance and footwork. That, that, that's what that's what also helps me, man. Uh, 
just because, you know, I've kind of seen how his stance in and how he moves a little bit. And, you know, I, I train, I have my main gym and then I go to a gym, a boxing gym with my, my main striking coach. And, you know, I, I travel, I've traveled a, a lot during this fight camp and, you know, preparing for before preparing happened to prepare for this fight. I was already in fight camp anyways. And, you know, I've seen different styles of people and, you know, at least three, three or four out of the many people that I've trained with during this fight camp, you know, they're, they're kind of weird like him and move like him. So I'm prepared for that. Just a couple more things is obviously he's 43 and, uh, with boxing, like even though it is two minutes, like that's a hard two minutes you got to go in football. He would just go fast for like a tiny bit, like the sprints. Like, what do you kind of think of his what his cardio is gonna be like? Because boxing for two minutes straight is a lot different than playing a football game. I mean, uh, like I said, he's an all world athlete, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna be in shape for it. And yes, you you gotta be completely different con- condition for for boxing and. You know, the, the the amount of time that he's had to to get ready for this fight, I feel like he'll be all right for for one or two rounds. But I, I feel like my experience and what I what I know will, will help me in the later rounds if it goes that far. Are you kind of just basically because I kind of think he's going to come out guns blazing in that first round, try to get that first round knock leg. Is that kind of something you're kind of already thinking about is let me just play defensive in that first round, then bring it on to him after that? I mean, I, I'm actually I'm very prepared for that because you know if he comes out guns blazing, you know I, I, we had like I said we got a specific game plan for the first round, we got a game plan for the second round. If it goes further than that, we got a game plan for the third round, and we got a game plan for the fourth round. So if he comes out guns blazing, I, I hope not because <laughs> that that'll be that'll be very bad for him. Uh, just last question for you is you walk out there like in a football stadium, all the fans, like what's that going to be like for you? You're obviously probably going to get booed, but just fighting in front of that people and in that stadium. Yeah. I, I already know I'm going to get booed just for the simple fact that, you know, Miami is this town, you know, like when I, I actually fought in Miami in February, I thought I was going to get booed, but you know, people cheer for me because, you know, yeah, I guess a few people noticed me from, from bare knuckle and whatnot, but you know, dealing with these Miami fans, 60,000 fans, you know, I know I'm going to get booed and I'm not even going to be probably, I probably won't even hear that because once it's go time, I'm in tunnel vision and I'm not going to be paying attention too much to the crowd. You know, I fought and I fought and I've wrestled and I've played football in front of big crowds. Sure. This will be my largest crowd, but you know, crowds don't play a favor on my part to me anyways. All right, well, Brian, man, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Yusuf Salal, who's back in action here coming soon. Yusuf, how's it going, man? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, fighting Sean Woodson, like, is this kind of a guy you had your honors? It's just who the UFC offered you at this point. Uh, I never expected to cross paths with him, to be honest. So it was like, it was all like, I got a call, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we have Sean Woodson. I was like, I know Sean Woodson. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, they offered you him June 5th. And I was like, he said, yeah, we said, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, they, they call you answer, you know? Obviously, the big thing about Sean is his size. Like, he's a massive featherweight, six foot two, like, 79 inch reach. Like, how do you even prepare for that? Like, who are you kind of working with to prepare for that size? Like you said, is is a definitely unique size. You know, you don't you don't see that often at all. It's like 
I think it's like 79 each uh, reach, uh, yeah. like 79 reach. I think he has and six foot two, something like that. I can't even know. But uh, man, I, it was it was difficult this camp. I had to train with a bunch of middleweights, light heavyweights, the 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 big boys, you know. And then I, I got I got one of my uh, teammates. He's he's an amateur, upcoming amateur, but he's uh he's like six foot two, like huge, tall. So that was that was been uh, that was very helpful throughout the camp so uh, I still got five weeks to finish it up with uh, how like uh frustrating is your past two fights been because obviously you had a ton of momentum then you take uh Tuporia, who not many people really knew about kind of comes in and then you lose your last one to a really close fight against Sangu Choi like what's kind of the mindset right now because before those two fights like you were a guy that people were talking about oh he's got to fight a ranked guy pretty soon man it's like you know it's like Past is past, you know. It taught me. It taught me a lot of uh, mistakes, you know, the mistakes that I, I done, and and kind of talked about it with the team, with the coaches, and and you know, with the with the people that that really around me, you know, and really matters. So it's uh, there's a lot of few mistakes I done, and obviously I'm glad I I kind of learned it from there. And I feel like I've been through this. If you look at my record, I had. Uh, two losses in LFA then I had the last one before the UFC and then that's like kind of like pretty much kind of like almost the same thing but uh yeah man it's 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 small mistakes and I, I can't wait to get back in there and really just uh show myself that uh I am I am that guy you know uh Sean Woodson's last fight uh big upset loss to Julian Rosa like what you kind of make of his performance when he got submitted there Man, that, those guys were going at it, you know. That was like uh, just getting hit and going at it. So, and uh, I feel like Arosa just had more will to, to finish the fight and kind of win the fight. But, uh, like, man, like I said, uh, Sean is like a very, very awkward uh, guy to fight, you know. It's not like he's going to be like, oh, yeah, close the distance and do this, do that. Like, it's it's, it's definitely very awkward to, to fight guys like that. And, and I, th I think in my whole career, I fought a guy one like him basically not not as much as style but it's like like awkward style and stuff like that it was it was one of the guys that i fought but it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting fight i'll tell you that and like you mentioned like it's not just about clones it's because he's got to like throw on flying knees and stuff so you gotta really like time it when you get inside is that something you've kind of been worried about or not worried about but like focusing on is like he throws a lot of those knees up the middle when people try to close the distance Man, we fight him. Wheeler don't matter. You throw knees, elbows. You can eye poke. I we don't care. It's a, it's a fight. When we go in there, it's a fight. When you get hit and and thing changes, you ain't gonna throw flying knees no more or any of that. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Is part of the game plan to try to take him down? Because obviously that's where he's been struggled kind of in the UFC is when people try to wrestle him and grapple him. I mean, if he gets there, he gets there, to be honest. But my plan is to literally just go out there and fight. I feel like I've been uh, I've been way too nice to these guys. How do you see this fight playing out? I can say, I can, like like he said, I think, I don't know what interview somebody told me. He said, like, he's, he, uh, it's, it's going to be like a finish or something like that. So I was like, I was like, yeah, you, you're definitely going to see a finish in this fight. It's not, it's not a no touching around in here that that's that's where I, my goal is at and that's where i'm heading how much pressure are you putting on yourself because obviously you know losing three in their own three in a row in the ufc like it's never good like you could be on the chopping block that happens man i really don't uh 
pressure is, is, is kind of gone for me. I really don't care what, what people think and what media think or what what anybody thinks. You know, it's like at the end of the day, I'm fighting. You know, at the end of the day, I'm going in there and I'm doing the the work and nobody knows what it, what, what the sacrifices and all that takes. So for me, it's just to go on there and really just do me, man. It's, and that's all that matters. It's like the rest will all come. This, this all, the, all these guys will come back later the next day. They'll be like, hey, you say congratulations. Uh, you should fight a top ranked guy now, this and this and that and all this. Uh, it really don't matter, man. But who are the people you're working with? I assume it's probably not the usual like uh, Roy Val Hernandez just because you got to work with guys that are a lot bigger than them. Yeah, man, I uh, I trained with uh, Dustin Jacoby a couple a couple times actually. That was that was very helpful. I trained with uh, Josh Frim. He's fighting for the LFA middleweight. Yep. Uh, Todd, the amateur that I told you guys, and I trained. I still train with the guys, you know, Chris Gutierrez and all those guys. You know, still kind of get get the little guys' uh, speed and like stuff like that. Just kind of keep up with it, and then feel the power as well from the bigger guys. So it's 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 been it's been very helpful. It- do you think leg kicks will be a big part of your kind of fight is try to slow down his movement, kind of just chop down that lead leg? Because obviously we're Gutierrez and he knows how to do it better than anyone. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if it's there, it's there. Like I said, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be out there. But, oh, yeah, you know, I'm like kicks, this and that. Who cares? You know, if, if, if it's there, it's there. It's not, I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those, you know? So, but yeah, like you said, man, Chris Gutierrez is, is, one of the the best kickers, uh, I feel like in the UFC. So it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool to to get trained with guys like that and really just experience everything. You know, leg kicks, uh, jujitsu, pace, everything from these these guys. Uh, we have a great team and amazing people in here. What do you think a win over Sean does for you? Is it more just about getting back in the win column and getting that momentum back, and not really worried about what's next? Uh, I think it's like like you said, momentum, and it's kind of. Uh, it's more for me than anything. I feel like it's not, I really don't care about uh, like the momentum and this and this and that. It's, it's all for me. Then I had to prove, uh, I have to prove uh, some stuff that the little mistakes that I, and one big mistake that I done. So it kind of uh, helped me out towards the upcoming fight. You were a guy that was really active last year, four fights, already your second one this year. How are you taking all these fights all the time? I don't know, man. I might be just young. I don't know. I was like, I, I, I do feel it sometimes, though. I'm like, oh god, like I can't. This is, this is crazy, but it's fun, man. I, I, I love and enjoy doing this, and I would not do any other job than this. When is that time for everything goes your way? Like you're a guy that likes to fight. It seems like every other month. Like what are you looking at? June, July, then try to get back, or I guess you're in the beginning of June. What are you looking at? Like July, then. Hey man, I, 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 the call comes in and it's it's the right thing. I'm I am down, and you guys saw that. Even even in the regional level, I was still doing the same thing. You know, I was like, I don't, we don't don't care. It's like if it's a fight, it's a fight. You know, all these guys are like, oh, eight weeks camp, this and this and that. Who cares, man? It's it's a fight. Uh, Mark Montoya, one of the best coaches. Like, how important do you think he's gonna be in your corner and just throughout this camp, just giving you all the advice? Oh man, it's it's been amazing. Right after the last fight, we we talked for a little bit and. And kind of just like just to get that talk and really just see how he understands the game differently than than my 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 way and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty cool to to get that knowledge and really just try to fix the mistakes and really just go from there. To be honest, obviously Anthony Smith picked up a big win. What was that kind of like for the gym? Because a lot of people were writing him off in that fight. Man, it's uh, for us a win or loss. That's uh, that's our vet and that's our. 
one of the leaders in this gym. So it really don't matter where, like I said, what people say and who cares. This guy comes in and just trains, you know, comes in, do his thing and just go fight. And he has a family to feed and he has, uh, he's doing a lot of sacrifices just to get here and train. Uh, just last thing I want to touch on is every time we talk, you kind of bring up, you might, your next fight might be at Bantamweight. Is that Bantamweight move ever going to happen? Or is it just more, you're just taking these featherweight fights because they're coming uh, up more often? It, it's been, it's been done for, Last three fights now. It's like uh, we're definitely not not going back to Benway. I tell you that. Hey, so it's featherweight from here on out. Yeah, it's been it's been featherweight, and it's always be it will always be featherweight. So now is it more just building up your size again? Because when we were talking, it was about you didn't want to get too big because you thought a bandweight move might be next. But now, I guess you're 100 percent certain on featherweight. Is it just kind of bulking up now? Uh, kind of, it's like, it's both, it's both things, you know, that, that's why I have the experts do the job. I don't, I just, I just go out there and listen, you know, and, and just follow directions. But, uh, I got my strength conditioning coach, Agi, Wrigley, and all those guys down there. They, they, they really do what I need, you know, and what I really, on that week or that month or that camp, basically, they, they focus on all that. Just last question, uh, a bit disappointed you're not on one of these pay-per-views in front of fans. You're just back at the apex in front of no one. Uh, I mean, a little bit, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie, but it's like, you know, especially after watching the Florida fights, you know, that was, uh, that was a pretty cool, exciting fight. So for me, it was like, whatever, man, it's, uh, it's a fight. I, I fought, I think it was like four fights, uh, four fights in the apex. So for me to, to, to go out there and just do it again, it's, it's whatever, man. Uh, at least it's not Fight Island in that travel. Yeah, true. hundred percent. All right, well, Yusuf, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it.